Welcome back to the podcast. We're just these guys. I am Lance. My name is Brian Parker. I'm I'm CA Passer. Okay, let's try that one more time, but this time into the microphone. <laughs> Here we go. There you go. So, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Lance. I'm my name is Ryan CA Passer. And I'm Mike. And we are just these guys, you know. Yes. What's happening, Ryan? He's good. Good to see you again. It's all good. Yeah, see you. Thanks for taking my spot last week and just nailing it. Yeah. It'll come out tomorrow evening, five o'clock. Oh, yeah. The podcast. Nice. Ryan drops a little wisdom on us. Oh, yeah. And he has uh, decided that he's going to start doing his own podcast on Tuesday mornings from here on out. <laughs> hey, you know what? I always wondered if somebody <laughs> would end up taking this and spin it off and just taking it to another level. He, he yeah. He's going to dump the dead weight. <laughs> yep. <laughs> somebody finally did it. <laughs> yeah. So, Mike, how you been? I have been very good. Very good. As I always say, better than I deserve. Better than you deserve. And that is a fact, Jack. That's the fact, Jack. <laughs> what movie was that from? That would be Bill Murray. Yeah. Uh, Stripes. Stripes. That's the fact, Jack. Yep. One of the best movies out there. <laughs> yeah. One of my favorites. And then depression set in. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> have you been? I have been good. I've been busy. Yeah. Um, guys are having I got my camera. You got your camera? You want to you want to record yourself? Yeah. Okay. There you go. Well, we will grab you uh something. Let's do this. We'll flip it around. Can we've you? we've worked out our technical issues. Yeah. Easy peasy. He works. Got to get some good shots of the Ryan man. Now this may be helpful because he he can see himself, so he may yeah. he may, be, may become a chatterbox. Oh, here we go, rocking and rolling. Last week, not so much. Yeah, <laughs> last week there was a little stage fright going on. Well, it happens. It happens to the best of us. Yeah. It almost happened to me yeah, Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. Get out. It might not have come across once I settled myself, but I was really kind of struggling in the biggest struggle that I have nowadays because I've figured out I can talk too much <laughs> is really fine tuning it and yeah. getting it down to at least one or two, you know, points that people might remember and hopefully and so it used to be three, four, five. And so that's my biggest thing is I'm trying to, and then if I can't, if I don't feel like I've gotten it down to something really easy to digest and remember and, and take with you, I, I get, I'm, I'm a little anxious about that, but I think it turned out all right. No. What do you, what do you think the problem was Sunday that you're standing here confessing to that? 
it was just that that I went into it still with a lack of complete clarity of exactly what I wanted them to take away. It was just that, you know, we are all here to deal with our crap. <laughs> and hopefully that's what they took away. Hopefully I got there, but it took me a minute to get there. And I kept I get these life uh, given I'm not going to say God gave me that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, in, in a backwards way. Yes, exactly. Dog is God backwards. That's right. So I guess if, if anybody wants to go check it out, you can go to gpwichita.com and you can click on watch now. You can scroll down and and click on the message. and, and uh, Well, it's the whole Sunday morning experience, but you can check out the message. But I is it okay if I talk about sure. this for a minute? I had taken our dog Ivy for a walk and for the first time ever, she actually ended up uh, driving a load right there <laughs> on the walk. She's never done that. She does that with Dawn all the time. She's apparently very comfortable with Dawn, <laughs> but I just figured I had her trained well enough not to ever do that. She's just on alert. Yes, because the cultural expectation is that you pick it up. Right. <laughs> and I just... I've just not really ever thought that was necessary. This is fertilizer. Yeah, that's my thought about it. Yep, but she ended up doing this, and there happened to be a bag on the leash because Dawn (laughs) is the one. Yeah, she's always prepared. She she puts a leash or a a bag on the leash, and so I ended up picking it up. But then I went ahead and took a picture of it because I thought, you know, yeah, I know. I really do think this could. (laughs) I, I could figure out how to make this connect. And my biggest thing that I've I've started being challenged with is making our our time memorable, mm-hmm. making our meetings memorable. If you walk away and you don't remember anything, I feel like I've just wasted everybody's time. Sure. And I don't want them to remember scripture. I want them to remember their connection with God. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you got to go about it in a way that <laughs> that is very practical and life connecting. In order to help that happen. So the next time they're out and their dog craps in the middle of the yard. I'm thinking about church. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so anyway, so the connection that I ended up uh, attempting to make, and I think I did an okay job on it, is that the reality of church is, is that all we are is a community of people who are there to deal with our crap. Yeah. And we come together because we're there to, to help to pick each other up. And to pick each other's crap up. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what a real community looks like. People who are, are I kind of got around to the idea that we value each other so much that we serve each other. And if we really, truly value others, we want to serve them. And so, yeah, I thought it turned out all right, but I struggled to get there. And so, yeah, I had a little bit of uh, stage fright walking into it. And by the way, a lot of times it's because I've settled on two or three ways to start, and I'm I'm not exactly sure how this is going to start, even when the <laughs> intro video is playing. Well, it was it's interesting. You thing. part of the reason for my my um, vague questions. By the way, that's that good. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's slightly di- just a little different. It's sorry it's to interrupt you. Just a cappuccino with whipped cream. I love it there. <laughs> you figured it out. The formula has finally been fine-tuned. Cappuccino with a book cream. Yeah, easy. Well, when you started that dialogue a minute ago, you opened up with, uh, it sounded like you said something like, 
um, I finally figured it out or I, before I wouldn't have, and I was wondering what the before after part was, mm. where does that change come in being, cause you've talked about, um, feeling more confident in speaking and feeling, uh, the before and after is in preparing, uh, feeling like I was even going to be able to fill 30 minutes. Now it's like, how do I not say too much? Right. How do I actually leave a good solid point to for them to take and and launch from? And just for the listening audience, can we credit some of that shift to the four fundamentals? Absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent. And this experience, really, right? Being when, confident when you first walked in here, um, it was a little jarring because you were so subdued and quiet, and you kept pitching to me. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Lance, and then you would stare, and I'm like, ah, carry the, carry the tune, carry the, <laughs> do the guitar solo now. <laughs> You're the QB, dude. Yeah, lead um, singer. But but yeah, the the transition you have made is noticeable to me. Uh, I have had people comment on they've seen a change in you, and they've asked me about it, and. Now it sounds like you're saying that a year ago, figuring out how to fill a 30 minute or 20 minute, uh, sermon was a challenge. And now you're finding that your challenge is to keep it to 30 minutes. Yeah. I could fill it with fluff. I could fill it with stuff that didn't, like I didn't need to fill it with. It was crap before, <laughs> before. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And now it, it's it's different. It's a different uh, approach that is. I have no concern with filling a, a thirty minute time where I can stand up there and I can can be a pontificator uh, with no problem. But yeah, it's 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 a much better uh, scene for me throughout the week where I'm having to kind of prune and get to the, you know, pruning is a really good thing for, for a plant. This is what I was talking about with the radio broadcast that mm. we're going to be doing uh, upcoming. Uh, when we first got invited to appear on the radio, that initial thought was, what about them? What are they trying to get us to say? What, you know, what is their message that they're trying to uh, pull us into the, the concern was them. And so in maybe in years past, as you're preparing sermons, you're thinking about how are they going to receive it? What, you know, you're, you're thinking externally, uh, how do I make this entertaining? How do I make fill this time so that they, as opposed to now, when you walk out on stage, you're, you're being driven by something from inside you. What do I want them to know? How do I get this across to them? How can I explain this in a way that might be entertaining? And so you are shining through on stage now. Because uh, a couple months ago, six weeks ago, you declared, and I'm reminding you of this, that one day yep. you want to do a stand-up comedy routine. Yep. And you just did one. 
the first 10 minutes of the sermon, you were killing the audience. Mm. Everybody was laughing. People had tears in their eyes. They were laughing so hard. You did the stand-up comedy routine. Mm. Now, it wasn't at a, a bar at night, but you just did it. You were hilarious. You were you had the audience eating out of your hand with your story about your dog. You left the photo of the crap on the screen a little too long. <laughs> For well, my comfort. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you want to let it sink in. Staring at a bag of poop here. <laughs> yeah. Well, so there's a couple of things that that you know pop into my head when you're saying that. I believe that laughter is a gift. And laughter, <clears throat> by the way, will absolutely bring down walls. Uh, if you came in there and you were uptight at all, hopefully, in, in a room full of people laughing, it just it, it makes it a more comfortable. I think that's why people love comedians. That's why people yeah. they love, we love to laugh. And, and how many times can we say throughout the week that we really have experiences where in a room full of people, we're all laughing. Mm -hmm. And so laughter is a gift. And, and I, as often as I can, I try to use that as a way to bring down walls, as a way to, plus you, it engages people. Sure. That's, that's the bottom line. But then to be able to connect that the 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 emotion of laughter and then the the reality that this is about as serious as it gets mm -hmm. is you know that's to me that's the full experience so yeah yeah I'm definitely getting more confident I think that's the, the, probably the biggest thing and it's only taken 17 years <laughs> but hey whatever 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 whenever right Ryan yeah. So I thought it was a great message. Thank you. Um, dealing with crap. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because you know, that was kind of part of my takeaway was that we, we all have crap. Uh, we try to pretend not to have it. Uh, and, yes, we do. And when, when other people come around, we try to pretend it's not our crap. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's <laughs> we good. try to cover up our crap. <laughs> And uh, and everybody can smell it <laughs> coming off of everybody you. Everybody knows. <laughs> and the, that's the whole kind of, I made that comment earlier today, the whole the whole Facebook, you know, what is it, Facebook fraud or uh, faux Facebook, but where we, we take that one second where we smile for the camera. Yeah. Post it on the internet. And pretend that is our life. Well, we're all living our highlight reel. Right. Yeah. And, you know, we don't show the whole game. <laughs> yeah. It's just the highlights. Just the highlight reel. Just the smiles and the good times. Yeah. Now, the sad thing is, and I think we're all guilty of it to some degree or another, it's hard to keep that in the back of your mind when you're looking at these images that other people are putting out there. Right. But it is one second it is a snapshot in time and you know what came before what came after is not reflected in the photo yeah yeah it's amazing how uh, for most families family photos are pretty much a nightmare and they're tense you have kids especially who are uh, 
<laughs> you know, you're doing everything you can just to get them to look towards the camera. And but you get that one little quick little second that ends up working out well, and and that's what you show. Well, see that uh, photo of Ryan there on the yep. stairs. Yep. Um, doesn't he look like an angel? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> I had a photographer come over when I think he was uh, four or five at the time. I had a photographer come over to get some photos of him. And he was running and jumping and squirming and wiggling and just could not, I was getting so frustrated, just could not get him to stop for two seconds to pose for the camera. <laughs> yeah. And when the guy gave me back the, the proof sheet uh, for me to choose the photos I wanted, that one was in the proof sheet. Mm. And I didn't remember that event occurring. And when I went back and talked to him about it, I said, how did, where did this shot come from? How did you get that? And this was one of those moments I was literally chasing him yeah, <laughs> to try to get him to stand still for one second. And he had run up the stairs. <laughs> oh, wait, we're both sweating like pigs. He'd right. run up the stairs and he turned around and was getting getting ready to jump into my arms because he loved jumping off the stairs onto me. And that's when he caught the photo. Nice. So that photo does not reflect what was actually happening in the movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's an amazing shot. That's cool. Yeah, we've had so many family photos taken where one in particular that jumps out at me is is Skylar just would not same thing stop running around he wanted nothing to do with pictures okay he's a boy you know they're little sure. boys and the one time we got a decent shot of Savannah and Skylar was when Skylar was behind her he had a ball in his hand and the photographer said hit your sister with it and he's his face just lit up and he got the shot. <laughs> just the idea. <laughs> and so he's standing behind her with this ball and he's just smiling from ear to ear. Now, what was Savannah's look? <laughs> well, she, was, she was just sitting there still smiling, thinking, just get the shot. Oh. <laughs> it was a Nerf ball. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah. And so, yeah, she because she was sitting there. Because she was always good. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a difference. Always good. And uh, so, yeah. So true. We we show our highlight reels for a fact. And, yeah. So it's, it's one of those things. That's life. We all have our crap. And we don't necessarily... I'm just... Uh, what that really has me challenged in doing is is uh, not. So we all have our crap. We all want to help each other. We all want to come in and we, we want to help, you know, pick each other's crap up. Um, but we all want to hide it. Like sure. you said, that's the biggest challenge is that, that everybody gets, you know, just real with what's going on in our lives. And I think ultimately that's what, what leads us to this whole idea of confession. Like the sin is in our crap, you know, because mm -hmm. oftentimes we're the ones who create the crap by the sin that that just uh, entraps us. And but we don't want to admit it. We certainly don't want to appear to be weak. We don't want to appear to be 
still struggling with things that you would assume we've overcome long ago. And so, you know, I think this is the whole idea is that if we're really going to build an authentic community, those are the things that we're going to be willing to come together and not just on Sunday morning, but getting together in community throughout the week in different ways and just deal with our stuff. The power of the, the power of crap mm-hmm. <laughs> is in our shame of it. That's right. And withholding it, hiding it, that that's where the power comes in. You know, if I said to you, you know, I'm an alcoholic, mm. now I have no more power over me. There you go. But if I'm, you know, struggling with the idea, if I'm hiding it from everybody, if I'm, I'm pretending I don't have a problem with it, that, then that starts to consume me, consume my life. And now I create this facade and now I'm looking at everybody else going, but they don't know the real me. If they only knew this, I can't let them know that. And, and it's our, when, you know, the secrets, like in your example, when you're, um, when the dog crapped <laughs> on, yeah. uh, on the walking trail and you're getting ready to walk away and that lady turned the corner, yeah, there was a, that moment of kind of panic, like, <laughs> oh no, maybe I cover it up. Maybe I pretend it wasn't, maybe I step in it and say, oh my God, look what somebody else did. All of that uh, angst came about when you're trying not to own it. Yeah. Oh yeah. But the moment you just let your shoulders drop and say, Ugh, okay, this is my crap. I'll pick it up. Yeah. Not only did it become a manageable situation, but it became a life lesson for three or 400 people in the audience. Sure. However many end up seeing it on the internet. Yeah. Owning your crap, you became powerful. Yep. And the reality is, in that whole scenario or that whole example, um, her crap was my crap. Right. Yeah. And so that's why I had to deal with it. Now, imagine that. Imagine if we actually looked at other people with such value that even their crap is your crap. So let's deal with it. Imagine how much shame would be, you know, just destroyed if we looked at it that way. And that's what we can do for other people is if we become aware of their crap, we're going to name this episode crap. (laughs) (laughs) Crapola. Step in the crap. (laughs) Pick up other people's crap. Just this crap, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Just this crap, you know. (laughs) Ryan doesn't think this funny. No. <laughs> but he's smiling. But though. no, once you become aware of somebody else's crap, if if you step in to help them out, if you don't push them away, ostracize them, turn your nose up at them, yep. begin judging them, if you become aware of their crap and you step in to help them like you stepped in to help your dog. Right. Then the analogy doesn't work real well. But if I'm walking around with this secret shame and somehow you become aware of it and you lean <laughs> into me, that helps me not keep it secret anymore. That helps me in my mind, my, my Facebook judgment of myself is I'm a bad person, but for, and that's why I don't want you to see it. So when you lean in and put your hand on my shoulder and said, Hey, we'll get through this. 
suddenly I'm challenged with the belief that you hold that I'm not a bad person. Right. So who's right, me or you? Mm-hmm. And so it helps me start to deal with my own crap when you're accepting of me, even though I have crap on my shoe. Yeah. Yeah. Well. We're going to carry this one all the way. It it certainly is. Because in that situation, again, it, it crap, it, it came out. And uh, it had to be dealt with. And I was there serving her. I was walking her already. And so once, what was I going to do? Abandon her? Or was I just going to ignore it? That'll preach. Yeah. And so. You got a friend. You're serving the friend and suddenly you find out they got some crap. Yeah. Do you walk away? Exactly. Do you ignore it? You dump them? No, you deal with it. And you deal with it on the level that I was trying to communicate, not just to help them because they're hurting, not just to fix them because they're broken, but to serve them because they're valuable. Sure. Not in in spite of, but really because of their crap, we all need to be reminded that we're valuable and so valuable in, in God's eyes that he was willing to die for us. And for those of you who joined us in the latter part of the podcast, um, this is part of the reason why we started doing this podcast is we are, we're, we're not a psychologist. We're not a pastor. We're a couple of guys. We are just like you. Yep. We deal with the same things you deal with day in and day out. And if you scroll back to episodes, I think it's four and five mm-hmm. where we share a bit of our, our, our testimony, our walk, how we kind of came to where we're at now, you, you will hear <laughs> that it is full of bad decisions. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, just a, a bunch of crap. We dealt with a whole bunch of crap to get to where we're at. And the only difference between now and then is we're willing to own that crap. Yeah. Yep. Willing to own it. Still full of it. Yeah. Every day. Yep. Make crappy decisions. Yep. But man, what a difference when you when you know where you can find some relief. It's that irritable believer syndrome <laughs> that uh, we got to get over. <laughs> when we try to hide the shame, the, what causes the irritability is the shame. It's sure. the anxiety of trying to hide it and trying to you know keep it in the dark, uh, make everybody feel like, my highlight reel is my actual life. And so, yeah, that's the difference. And that's the violation of fundamental number one is I'm trying to impress other people, make them think certain things about me. Reality is one, I can't. And two, the reality is what they think don't matter. Exactly. And they're thinking way less about you than you think they're thinking about you. (laughs) That's a big one right there. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're, you know, we're living in the middle of our lives. They're not. Right. And so, yeah. Well, how many times have you, like, done something or said something that you think might have offended somebody else or gave them the wrong message or something, and then you spent the better part of a day or two days or a week worried what they're thinking or worried how they took what you said and you you go back to them with you know no sleep 
and angst and you're apologizing or trying to explain and they look at you and go, what are you talking about? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you remember when I said this? Uh, Maybe. They haven't been thinking about it for three or four days. You have, I have, but they haven't thought about it. Yep. And had full-blown conversation about it in your head. Yeah. Putting words into their mouths, thoughts into their heads, and then coming to whatever resolution you think you've come to, and none of it is reality. No. Yeah. So that's part of our crap, too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's all this crap in our heads. If you don't like the word crap this week, eh. Sorry. <laughs> We're inoculating you. Yeah. <laughs> crap, 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 crap. Oh, man. Yeah. But, yeah, it's so true. Yeah, I've been, I've, I'm finding, it seems, like there's momentum in even the opportunities to tell people about the podcast. It seems I'm telling three or four people a day. Um how to find the podcast because of a particular conversation. Sure. And it's usually conversations that come from, well, I'm dealing with this crap. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll say, well, you know, for that to really change, it actually, none of your behavior will change until your thinking changes. And so you ought to check out this podcast that, that I'm doing with a buddy. And so it's just more and more awareness, opportunities, to continue to to point people towards, this is just a great way to start realistically and in a healthy way dealing with life on life's terms. Sure, which is going to have some some crap in it for sure. So, I feel we've run the gamut on the crap. Yep, we're all done with that. Real quick before we wrap up, how's the gluten free living going? Good. I keep preaching that too. And I'm just telling you right now, every now and then I'll I'll have a moment of weakness and I'll grab like a breakfast bar or something and I'll, I'll what was the example yesterday? I ate something yesterday. Oh, it was a I was sitting with a family. We were going over uh, funeral plans and they had baked uh, <laughs> peanut butter cookies. Okay? Uh, so coffee, regular coffee. Ah. It's okay. Regular, <laughs> regular coffee. Real coffee. Yep. Folgers Instant, which was good because the, the peanut butter cookie was just ridiculous. But even still sitting at the table, so 10, 15 minutes after eating this cookie, I felt like crap. Oh, man. There we go again. And I was sitting there going, Okay. It's, I've gotten rid of, because when you get rid of gluten, you get rid of some other stuff that goes with it. It's the sugar overload. It's, it's, and so I'm telling you right now, if you want to feel better physically, which will help you feel better mentally, it's all connected. Check it out. Try it out. Just try to walk away from even some gluten. Give it seven days. Just seven days of your life. Give it seven days and experiment and see. You know, eat vegetables, eat fruits, eat red meat, eat chicken, eat whatever you want that doesn't have the flour 
yep. uh, in it, the, the, the gluten-containing elements. You know, Try to avoid some of the fast food. I have a, a protein shake. I'm thinking, oh, protein shake is safe. And I Googled it, and this particular protein shake I have does have some gluten-containing products in it. We have another one that does not have gluten in it. And so I just shifted the protein shake to the to the one that doesn't have gluten. Yeah. Give it seven days just to see. And somebody, uh, a lady asked me the other day, I hear your podcast and I hear you and Mike and uh, Jeremy and I hear about all these guys that have gone gluten-free and are swearing by it. Have you had any women speak to you about the going gluten-free? And at the moment that they asked the question, I thought back through my head and I thought, no, not really. <laughs> not been a woman to say, you know, hey, I've gone gluten-free and my life has changed. There have been right. other changes that, that I've... But what was so, you know, kind of a God moment was... I got that question and it probably wasn't three hours till I was talking to a lady and in the middle of the conversation, she said, Oh, and by the way, thanks for that tip about gluten. Now this is a, a, a woman in her late fifties or early sixties. And she's you know got a number of medical issues and uh, with a, a back issue and a neck issue and just a number of number of these issues. Mm -hmm. And she said, I've gone gluten free and it has really, really just, it was, it's been incredible. My pain is uh, almost all gone. And she said, in fact, she said a couple of years ago, I had damaged my ankle and they had told me that I'm going to need surgery on it. And I was like, well, I'm going to wait because I'm, I'm not, you know, real whoopee on surgery. And she said over the last couple of years, the pain has just steadily increased. And she said, on, you know, this past few months, I've been rethinking the decision about getting surgery. And she said, when I went gluten-free, even my ankle stopped hurting. Wow. Now, it, it doesn't cure anything. Please don't get us wrong. We're not trying to sell you right. a, a magic elixir. But... Many of us are not aware that we have a sensitivity to gluten and that when we eat it, our body responds with inflammation. Right. And that inflammation, just imagine having a, a sore elbow and then somebody squeezes the elbow or your, your knuckles are sore and somebody squeezes your hand too tightly because your knuckles are already sore with the rheumatoid arthritis or the, the old damage from football in the elbow. Mm -hmm the inflammation squeezes those joints and, and inflames the, the pain. Yep. And so when you go gluten-free, you drop like 15 pounds almost instantly. Yeah. That was all fluid. Right. That was inflammation that was putting pressure on, on your spine, putting pressure on your joints. Yep. And this, this lady said that, and she said she was so excited about it. <laughs> she turned around and told her nephew. Yeah. <laughs> and he's doing it too. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you. And you hit the nail on the head right there when you said that a lot of people don't even know that they have a gluten sensitivity because they haven't been diagnosed or, you know, it's not bad enough. It's just aches and pains and general just sluggishness. I'm getting old. Yeah. And so you just kind of accept it as I'm, the norm. I'm to the point where I make two noises. <laughs> yeah, that's right. One when I sit down. Ugh. 
Mm-hmm. One after I sit down. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> and then more when you get up. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's just one of those things, you know, try it out. Like you say, seven days. Seven days. Seven days. We are here to help you change your life. And any of these uh, tips or tricks that we talk about in here about changing how you think, Obviously, there's a book, 12.2, How to Transform Your Mind, that spells these out in detail. Uh, You can go back through the podcast, episode 10 through 19, step-by-step process, walking you through the book. But any of these tips or tricks that we talk about, even if it's just the breathing exercise, breathing in your belly, holding it, and then releasing it, doing it one time is of no benefit. Right. Yeah. That's a fact. Brush your teeth one time in the next 10 years. <laughs> and please, no, please don't. <laughs> and see how far you get with, you know, your friendships. Right. Um, no. But it's that consistent daily application that throughout the day, practice one of these skills for seven straight days yep. and judge it after seven days. You know, practice the breathing when you lay down to go to sleep, practice the breathing when you're just sitting at your desk, practice the breathing while you're driving, and in seven days, see how you feel and see if it's worth continuing. Right. And the same way with a lot of the skill sets that we've talked about in here, assertiveness, fundamental number one, two, three, and four, changing how you think, practice them for seven straight days and see how you feel at the end of the seven days. Yep. Go literally gluten-free for seven days. See how you feel at the end of seven days. If you don't feel any different, then you're not gluten-sensitive and go back to eating whatever you want. Yeah, absolutely. But I think a lot of people are going to be surprised Mm -hmm. if they actually give it that seven-day shot. Yeah. I mean, if you just feel like you're on top of the world and you have no aches and pains and you have no reason to do it, don't do it. Don't do it. But if you're like us... Walking around making weird noises because you're all achy and sluggish. Give it a go. What do you think, Ryan? Any final thoughts? Yeah. Give us some wisdom. Um, I think. You can think about it. No rush. And I went, I went, I think Donald again. Indiana Jones. And and then Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. Oh, Yeah. Hey, when on Sunday, speaking of Sunday, you remember going to church Sunday? Yeah. You remember Pastor Mike talking? Yeah, nothing. And do you remember he had the picture of the dog on the screen? Yeah. Andy and and Tucker and me in a long time. And what did you think about Pastor Mike's sermon when he started talking about crap? (laughs) 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 Was that funny? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. New, new Basel Olympics. Mm, shockers. Shockers. Point. You want to play for the Shockers? Yeah. I'm sure they could use you. Yeah, you change it to the Cat. Change it. No longer be the Super Cats. You'd be the Shockers, huh? Yeah. His Special Ooh. Olympics basketball team. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Okay. Well, you ready to wrap up? <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in today. Mike, you're going to have to lean in a little bit, I guess. There we go. There he is. And Ryan, come up here with this microphone. Speak into there. I am Lance. 
My name's Ryan Z.A. Pastor. And I'm Mike. And we are just these guys. We will catch you next week, same time, same channel. Thanks for tuning in today. Have an awesome week. Next Tuesday. Boom.